0: So our mailbag lately has been uh, very full. We're getting a lot of letters, which I appreciate, um, and I, I thank you for taking the time to write. I will uh, try to read as many of these on the air as I can. Um, today I'll be reading one. <laughs> we don't have time. We have a lot to do today. I can only read one. My producer is already hurrying me along, so let me read this one, and, uh, and then we'll get to the show. All right. This is from Shaban from London. Shabon writes, Dear Alex, Stereo Embers the podcast is my favorite podcast of all time, and you are my favorite host. Shabon, come on. You're you're spoiling me. Uh, But I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, She goes on to write, Alex, my favorite band of all time is Alan and the Ants. I didn't grow up in the 80s, but recently I've been raiding my parents' record collection, and I've fallen in love with Alan and the Ants. Anyway, the reason why I'm writing is because Alan Ant came into the cafe where I work here in London, and I made him a latte. When I gave him his latte, I told him all about your podcast, and I think he's going to listen. Ah, Shabon, thank you. Thank you for telling Alan Ant about Stereo Embers, the podcast. I hope he likes it. And if he does, you know, maybe he'll tell his brother Adam. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't that be cool i'm alex green and this is stereo embers the podcast check this out
1: you were in my head last night Where's i on your mind Where's i
0: of Eliza and the Delusionals, which features my guest today on the program, Eliza Klatt. Let me tell you a little bit about Eliza and the Delusionals and Eliza Klatt. Now, if you're a regular listener to Stereo Embers, the podcast, you know that I interview people who have been around for like, (laughs) I almost said 100 years, but that's, that's not true. I mean, it may seem like they've been around for 100 years, but they haven't. Anyway, I've interviewed people who've been around for a little less than 100 years, but the point is, all of my guests have been at various stages of their careers. But it's always exciting to talk to a band who are relatively new, and getting a foothold in the world of music as you're talking to them. And that's pretty much the case for a band like Eliza and the Delusionals. Let me explain. Hailing from Pottsville Beach on Australia's Gold Coast, Eliza and the Delusionals' Eliza Klatt grew up listening to Catfish and the Bottlemen, the white stripes and paramore god that makes me feel so old it makes me feel like i grew up listening to jelly roll morton and the new york military band of 1908 okay it's not about me although seeing cold kind of it is i mean it makes me feel uh like uh i'm ancient uh that's okay it's carbon dating but i can handle it all right let's continue Although seeing Coldplay at 12 was a transformative experience, Klatt got her start in music photographing bands. By the time she decided to pick up the bass, she also decided to start a band of her own. Teaming up with childhood friend Kurt Skuse along with pal Tex Martin, in 2015, Klatt started Eliza and the Delusionals. Just two years later, the band were already crushing it at home with their debut 2017 EP, The Deeper End. They were all over Triple J, they played Blues Fest and Falls Festival, and they opened for Nothing But Thieves and City Calmed Down. Then in 2019, their debut U.S. single Just Exist hit number one on Sirius XM's Alt Nation, and the band's brand of crunchy indie pop has begun to ignite all over North America. Eliza and the Delusionals have just finished a tour with Silver Sun Pickups, and they're set to play with the band Camino at Bottle Rock in Napa in May. Not only that, but their new EP, A State of Living in an Objective Reality, will be out March 20th. So, in between all that stuff, Eliza Klatt sat down with me for a conversation. And here it is, me and Eliza Klatt of Eliza and the Delusionals, right here, on Stereo Embers, the podcast.
2: Like stopped through, like I think I had been here for like two days on my way to um Toronto, so um yeah it was I kind of just went down like uh you know where like the Hollywood Walk of Fame is I forget what that sort of yeah. area is but um but yeah that that's sort of just where I went so I guess I like got straight into like the the right in the heart of like the touristy part of it all um yeah it kind of like I I guess. It was sort of what I expected, I guess, but I haven't like this is my first time sort of experiencing it, so yeah,
0: yeah, when you're on tour, it's kind of interesting because you get to see all these places, but you don't spend uh, you know a heck of a lot of time in those places, so do you think to yourself, okay, one day I'm going to have to come back and really take this in?
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely, Like I know for a fact that there will definitely be some places here that all of us will go like, Oh my God, we don't want to leave." for sure.
0: Do you find that travel, because uh, I'm like this, if I go to a new place, I always go, oh, th- I'm going to live here. I get very, like, sort of like strangely ambitious when I move, you know, sort of visit new places. Um, yeah. Do you feel that way, too?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, our guitarist, Kurt, and I, we we spent a month in New York um, in December, and like, oh my god, we would we, we move there in a heartbeat, you know what I mean? Um, like we just fell in love with the place, but yeah, there's definitely times when you sort of stop in somewhere, even if it's just for a day and you just go, oh, you're just so
0: nice to live here, you know? I know. I wonder if it's because it's the opposite of where you're from. Maybe that has something to do with it.
2: Yeah. And like, we like love the cold weather compared to home. It's so hot and humid right now at home. So it's it's so nice to be able to wear like some track pants and a jumper and just be cozy
0: (laughs) because you I know you're from the Gold Coast what city are you guys from
2: um so I'm well myself and Kurt are from Pottsville Beach which is like maybe an hour south of the Gold Coast kind of near Byron Bay if you've ever heard of that um and then like is from actually from like he lives on the Gold Coast And then Ruby is from Brisbane as well.
0: You know, it's such a beautiful, beautiful country. And then, um, and it's a long trek for you guys too. And so I wonder sometimes also when you are traveling like this, it must take a lot out of you as well.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Like we, we had some um, sort of issues with our, um, like our travel visas and stuff like that. So we had to actually miss the first show and delay a couple of our flights. So yesterday was pretty much like getting on the plane for twelve hours and then getting picked up from our um, American drummer in in the at the airport and then um, literally just doing a rehearsal and going to the show. So yeah, we didn't we totally didn't get to bed until like two a.m. last night and it was like a almost like we'd been awake for like thirty hours plus sort of thing. It was, it was insane.
0: How do you do things like self care? How do you look after yourself? I mean, because there's only so much you can do when you're when you're waiting for planes and things of that nature.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it it can be really hard because you kind of just have to do things on the fly. Um, so yeah, like just trying to, you know, for me, like just trying to rest my voice a lot of the time when I don't need to use it, and um, just like uh, like I'm like I'm a super routine based person, so just trying to find my like. Routine in being away is like super, like helpful for that sort of thing
0: as well. Do you think routine, because the routine gets upended when you travel, like you're saying? um yeah. the, the routine that you have on for yourself is that like just a way to sort of maintain order in your in your life.
2: It's um it's weird because like you kind of like can't sort of keep an order because <laughs> you sort of right. don't know what what's gonna happen. Um. <laughs> But, like, I guess, like, I I guess just trying to find, like, a routine as in, like, you know, something I do before I go to bed or, you know, maybe how I sort of get ready in the morning, like, things like that is, like, just, a, like, something at least to, like, sort of make me feel like I'm at home in a way. Um, just, like, trying to do the same things that I would do when I sort of wake up um, and, like, get ready for the day sort of thing, if that makes sense.
0: It does. It does. And I, I know that you're sort of at the when you're at the mercy of the road um, when you're traveling, yeah. it's very, very difficult. And especially now with this coronavirus, has that made the travel thing even trickier?
2: Oh, definitely. Like we the, all of us had, um, thanks to my mom, we all just like had those sort of face masks on. And um, like, you know, literally we got on the plane and like had like dental like sanitizer wipes and just like wiped everything um and like yeah just like like using like uh hand the hand sanitizer stuff like all the time like because pretty much like I like have just said like if like if one of our us get sick then all of us get sick and then if I get sick and can't sing then we can't even play the show sort of thing so
0: um
2: yeah it's like like I'm, I'm super super careful of, of that sort of stuff
0: as well are you um someone by nature who's sort of germaphobic or are you not?
2: Yeah, definitely a little bit. I think like not not extreme. Like I definitely know people that are like extremely, um. But just just like you know, because I've just been sick before and had to like and you know there were some sometimes I've had some coming up and I just like couldn't even speak sort of thing. So yeah, I just have to be real careful, and everyone's sort really of in the same
0: boat with that. Yeah, I mean, if you lose your voice, it's like sometimes the scary thing is like, when is it coming back? Like, you don't actually know when it's going to return.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Especially like the thing that scares me is if like I'm not actually sick, um, and I don't have a voice like that's Kind of when that's like, okay, I've actually done some damage to it, um, mm-hmm. just like pushing it too hard. So yeah, just I guess that comes back to you know having that routine and just trying to um, you know, make sure I do proper warm ups and, and things like that and just taking the time to look after it throughout the day
0: as there are more demands for your band um are you finding it easier to say no to things you know in other words because i find that so hard eliza it's so hard for me to say no to things but i'm sure people are asking you guys to do all sorts of things now and are you um, do you find the ability to say no is easier for you or harder for you?
2: Um, I think it's definitely hard because we kind of just want to make the most of what we're doing here at the moment. Um, and, you know, like I, I often, like I get excited about all the opportunities we get that sort have of given and to us and stuff. So it definitely is hard to say no in that sense. Um, but I sort of, you know, if I'm not really feeling well or if something's not right, that's sort of when I just have to like or one of us has to like just make the call and be like hey we can't do this or like we can't do that because someone's sick or you know we have to save our energy for like the actual show I think like especially being in like um in like transit and stuff and like having like really jet lagged days and things like that it just makes it like it just makes it so hard to actually do things because we do need to find time to rest and things like that. Like yesterday we just had like everything happening all day and we just had no time to, to even like rest, which made things really difficult.
0: Yeah. Because do you consider yourself by the way, to be an extrovert or an introvert?
2: Um, I feel like a little bit, um, a little bit of both actually. Like, um, I feel like in, I guess being like a, Front person, you kind of have to have that little bit of like extrovertness because you're on stage in front of people. But you know, I like I definitely am the type to sort of keep to myself. Like I don't, I definitely am not like the the loud one in at the party or something like that. You know what I mean? Like right. Um. Yeah. So like, I definitely think that I'm I am more like an introverted person, um, which you know has been difficult. Like you know there's like been a lot of barriers to, to break down like being in this industry now um, with that, especially with like, even like interviews like this, like I would look back on like the sort of earlier ones I did and like, just wouldn't have like, I guess the confidence to answer anything really. Or like I was so uncomfortable, like talking to people I don't know, but um, I think like there's definitely like just a lot of barriers like that, that uh, I've just learned to knock down. Cause I have to, you know?
0: Right. Right. It's like I've known you for 10 minutes. I'm already asking you if you're an introvert. <laughs> <It's> like,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> right. Like who's that guy asking me that? <laughs> um, I know and I wonder that a lot because I think in terms of um creative people, um, and I have to say pretty much across the board, all of the ones that I've interviewed, um, who are, you know, singing for bands, they all tell me the same thing, that they are all introverts, and yet their profession is to be an extrovert, which I find so interesting.
2: Yeah, it's super weird. Like, especially, I always find it strange because like, you know, being like a songwriter, um, you're kind of like just putting your feelings into something for the world to listen to and like judge and make an opinion on you out of that. You know what I mean? So it's it's definitely, like, really, really weird in that sense.
0: Yeah, and it's sort of like, and if you don't recharge, then, and I don't know if you've found this, but if you don't get the proper recharging time where you can kind of, you know, turn back into yourself, I wonder if that sort of takes away from what you can give the next night.
2: Yeah, I definitely think it does in some sense. Like, um, you know, like, yeah, I think, like, you know, everyone needs time to just sort of like be on their own sort of thing and just like you know take a breather and go be like okay, like this is this is fine, like just reset mentally, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess being on the road, especially a band of five people, you just sort of don't get the time to do that. And I'm, I'm lucky that I really like everyone, like they're my best friends. You know what I mean? Like that that I get to tour with, so it's like. I can't imagine when you sort of hear those stories of bands and stuff like um, that fucking hate each other's guts. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then yeah, and then like and being on the road with them, like you know, sleeping in like RVs and sleeping in motels where you all have to sleep in one bed and stuff like that. You know. Um, so yeah, it just I think like being in a good like a group of people really helps with that because at least if you don't get time on your own. You know we can all have downtime together sort of thing, which is good.
0: henley and glenn fry um with the eagles they took separate buses they hated each other so much <laughs>
1: so, oh i i
2: can't i couldn't like i literally couldn't even imagine do you know what i mean like i mean i'm sure that things happen in bands and, and that sort of thing but yeah i don't know i just couldn't imagine like having to do that and like how do you can sort of even have that like chemistry on stage for people like if you don't actually you know, sort of like who you're playing with. Because I know a lot of the times if we step out on stage and it's like a really amazing crowd, like we kind of all give each other a look and we're just like, you know, like really overwhelmed by it and we're all really excited by it. But if I if I was working with someone who actually like, I just wouldn't even, I wouldn't even like want to sort of have that connection with them. And that would, I don't know, it would just really take away from the whole thing. So I don't I don't really get how bands have done that, you know?
0: I know, and there's plenty who have. Um, in the case of the Eagles, it worked out perfectly because you know Henley was the drummer and Glenn Frey was singing, so they had their his back to him. <laughs> he didn't have to even look at yeah. him. Yeah,
2: yeah. I guess in that way, then, like you know, that's fine. He, he <laughs> has to do his thing, and he he has to do his. You know,
0: right. So I mean, yeah. It's, ter- it's terrible though. I mean, it just it just makes you it makes you feel like oh, what a depressing experience that must have been for them.
2: Oh, I know. I couldn't even imagine it and like doing
0: interviews and live sessions and yeah. Yeah. I couldn't I mean, even imagine it. It's horrible. I you know there's a band that I love um from Australia called the Jungle Giants. And I'm sure you know that. Oh, yeah. They're I great. love them. Yeah, that's so good. You know what's great about them and I wanted to ask you about this for yourself is that Um, I've interviewed plenty of bands who have had 25, 30 years experience under their belt. It's really exciting to talk to a band um, that doesn't, that's sort of like still sort of like, you know, feeling it out and uh, sort of the beginning of their career or the careers getting into full swing. And with the Jungle Giants, what I love about them is that if you listen to their first record and you listen to their new single, it doesn't even sound like the same band. Um,
2: I know it's right? crazy. They've really like developed so much in their short span of however long they've been together. I know it's not. I probably it's what like maybe seven, ten years or
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's cr- I know, and I look at that and I go. It makes me wonder about for you guys. Do you think that? Um, and and who knows? Like those kinds of sonic developments. Do those happen on the road, or do those happen? When you guys are off the road, like where do those ideas for that kind of evolution, where do they come? I mean, every band I'm sure is different, but for you guys, what are you finding is changing sonically, and where is that? Where is that conversation happening?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think it just sort of happens, you know, in the writing process and things like that. Um, We sort of haven't done touring as extensive as this, so I guess we'll find out um, if that. know changes anything but um yeah like I think it just sort of like happens by your your influences and your experiences and you know what you sort of listen to and what you connect with and that just changes you know how you think or feel about something or you get some new really good ideas and you're like hey this could be a really cool new direction um like I think a lot of the stuff that we're writing now is definitely like you know like same sort of thing but just in like a refreshment of that so
0: yeah which is really cool do you find that you know every day that you're in this band that you get braver creatively that you feel that you'll want to try something new
2: yeah I think so and I think it's just cool like playing to you know crowds that know the words to your songs and things like that um because that just makes you it kind of just fuels the fire a little bit it just makes you want to write more and write more songs that people want to sing along to. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I have read that you uh in a couple of places they've compared you to um bands that I grew up listening to here in America and artists, you know, like people like Liz fair or the Blake Babies. And I was just kind of curious if you were aware of those bands or if those were just dots that critics were connecting um I wasn't really sure. Did you did you grow up aware of those artists?
2: Um, I knew, I've known Liz Fair, um, she actually, like, sort of connected with us over Twitter, which is kind of funny, because a lot of people had been, like, comparing us to her, um, and then she actually, like, said she was a fan, so that was really cool, um, but yeah, like, I, I, I'm not sure about the other, the other one that you mentioned just then, I don't think I've heard of, of her, or, um, but yeah, I, like, we definitely, there's a lot of, like, you know, 90s bands that sort of influenced us like you know like No Doubt and Garbage like that you know that sort of like female-fronted sort of movement I feel like was really important back at that time as well Um, and of course like I love like Stevie Nicks she's she's awesome she's obviously a lot earlier than the 90s but um, you know and like that just continues to like happen like, you know, after even after that time, like Haley Williams from Parable, she's like awesome. So, yeah, like I think just like, um, definitely like the that sort of 90s, like, uh, the Cranberries as well. I guess that that's another one that a lot of people have been like sort of comparing us to lately, yeah. Um, which is like a huge compliment because all those bands are amazing. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it music journalists they'll, they'll hear a band and they'll turn to their well, their CD collection or their Spotify playlist, and go, who do they yeah. sound like? That's <laughs> kind of, yeah. a, you, know, a, a, you know, you're always trying to connect the dots. Um, But I, yeah, and by the way, the band was um Juliana Hatfield's band, the Blake Babies, and, and they're definitely worth uh, checking out. They're a really cool band if you, if you have a chance. Um, yeah, definitely. What for you has been the scariest thing about all this? I mean, the idea that you're doing this American tour that, Um, suddenly there's a lot of traction in the States. What about all this attention or what about this experience have you found? We know the exciting stuff, but what about it is also conversely is like sort of terrifying to you or is any of it terrifying?
2: Um, I think just like being somewhere new for so long um, and going through so many new places um, that, you know, we have no expectation of really like, um, there's a lot of places on here that we have like, haven't even seen photos of you know what I mean um so I think that's I guess that's a little bit scary um and like you know just like the actual like you know part of being away from home like I've have none of us have ever been away from home for for this long so it's definitely going to be a bit of a test in that sense and that was like kind of I guess kind of scary in the lead up to it like um it's I always find it's just a lead up to things and then when I'm actually doing it it's like fine um like I was super super nervous about and like anxious about about it all but then like since we got here and you know that sort of thing I was like oh it's fine like this is just yeah this is just this and we're gonna have a sick time you know what I mean
0: do you find that you get homesick
2: I think it's sometimes I do um mainly like you know not seeing like my family or my dogs like that sort of thing can definitely be like tough um because i've I've like lived in the same house for my whole life so um it's like kind of weird being away from there um uh, for so long especially like when I was younger I had a lot of like anxiety on flights um so I didn't actually go overseas until I was like 19 um and I'm 23 now so I haven't like been traveling for that long really but I kind of just get thrown in the deep end of it. Like I don't really have a choice to like be, be scared or anxious about those things. Like I just have to have to do it because it's part of my career. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Where did that, so was the anxiety just flights you found to be kind of stressful?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole concept of it just kind of freaked me out a little bit and I hadn't done it since I was a baby. So I didn't have any like, I thought I didn't know what to expect from it. And then um, I took a flight over to Japan because I had always wanted to go there. And I was like, I just have to like grow up and just do it. And it was fine. Like it's, it still freaks me out, but like it's, it's fine now because I sort of know what, what to do and like how to handle it. So yeah.
0: What are the coping mechanisms that you have to handle it? Because you're flying a lot now. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. Um, it's like, I guess, I don't know, like, I just have always had, like, you know, a sort of set of of music that I like to listen to that's really, like, calming, I guess, Um, and things like that. Like, just, like, little, like, things or, you know, um, bringing bringing things to do on the plane. Like, we love playing, like, Nintendo Switch and things like that to just keep keep my mind off what's actually happening. So,
1: yeah,
2: just, just little things like that.
0: It also doesn't hurt to be with people that you're really close to. That makes it so much easier.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: I agree. When you were growing up, were your parents supportive of your artistic dreams?
2: Yes. They've been so supportive. It's really, really nice. Like, um, you know, my mom bought my first, she gave me my first acoustic guitar and my first, um, bass guitar as well. And, um, and like my dad has always been super supportive of us as well and just like always coming to shows and just, you know, helping out like with like, you know, financially I guess, like starting off like they've been super supportive in that way, which is really important at this time. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine embarking on this kind of creative experience without without their support in term their emotional support? It's so nice to have parents that Are you know that are willing to sort of say like, hey, look, do this. We we're behind you.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. I just feel really awful for, you know, like people that sort of don't might not have that. Um, I just feel like I just don't know how they do it, sort of thing. Like, um, yeah, I don't. It's just crazy. Like, you know, I guess like being choosing, you know, to do a creative industry, you're always going to get get knocked. Um, you know, a lot of the times when you say, like, Oh yeah, I'm in a band, like, Oh, that's nice, like, you know, would you play at the local pub sort of thing, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So people are people are always like quick to quick to assume that you are just sort of it's you know, it's just like for fun and you're never like you're not actually gonna get success from it and things like that. So yeah, which is I mean, I guess that's just some of the things that make you want to do it even more, right?
0: of course what what do your parents you know when when you say to them oh a million streams here and we're flying to this place um how do they feel about the success that you're having now
2: um i think they were like a little bit overwhelmed um because you know i guess i've just been like keeping at it for so long like not even just with the band but like personally like you know that sort of thing um but i think they're just I guess excited to see it actually happening now, you know what I mean, um like you know my my mom always just just like it's just like says how unbelievable it sort of is, because um, it it is it's just crazy, you know like we we don't we didn't expect it to happen. we were just like I just came over and just said to her like uh well this is this is like all happening sort of thing, and it was you know no one really has time to like think about it. It's kind of like, okay, how do we make it work sort of thing,
0: yeah. Yeah and it's and it's also it's I know it's really overwhelming um but do you think about and I'm really curious about this in ta- in talking to a young band um because it's easy to talk to a band that's been around where they have a career where they can look back and sort of survey it but in terms of looking yeah. forward, do you think like I mean, is there a battle plan? Do you think like okay, we'll do this for ten years and then I'm going to go be a lawyer? I mean, do you even think <laughs> like that, or do you, or do you just sort of go as as you go?
2: Um, no, definitely, definitely, like, um, just take it, take every day as it comes. So, sort of um, I don't think any of us have anything other than music. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's nothing else we really can do so yeah that's that's it's always just been like you know we're doing this no one's got a plan b because i feel like if you really care about something like and that's what you want it to to be like you don't have a plan b because like just means that you're setting yourself up to fail in a way like sounds a bit brutal but that's kind of what my um like thing has always been like what i've always said to myself
0: I totally know what you mean because if you're like, okay, well, if this thing doesn't work out, I've already filled out my law school papers. It it already shows maybe a lack of confidence in the first thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I, I completely understand being maybe being like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work out, especially like, you know, in creative industries and music because you know, it's people people have to like it and you know that sort of thing. But I think if you just are honest with your writing and like you know with yourself and just be like okay like I don't have to stand like you know every other band on the radio to find my success like people are gonna like me for what I write and and that sort of thing like I think it's a really hard thing to do but I think it's really important to do something to do stuff like that Um, and yeah just not not sort of expect that just because you're doing something that might be a little bit harder than you know, going by the books and studying for something that you can like, sort of, you know, working hard and studying for something that you're guaranteed to like get a job. I guess if no one's guaranteed to like get anything in this industry, it's always changing. So um, I think that can be a little bit like off putting for some people, but if it's really what you actually want to do, then like, what, what have you got to lose? Do you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. And are you finding that your your lyrical perspective is shifting with all this new knowledge, all this new experience? Are you finding that the content, the stuff you're writing about, um, I don't know if you're writing on the road or not, but are you finding that the work is is shifting?
2: Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I think like, even if I look back to some of the lyrics that, you know, are even on like the upcoming EP, because a lot of those songs were written like, you know, 12 months or so ago. Um, I feel like it's changed a lot since then. And I feel like that's a good thing, like you're like you know I never wanna be the same, like I always wanna be different and look back on my old stuff and be like like kind of kind of be like, "Oh, that's like still be proud of it, but be like, oh, that that sucks a little bit now compared to the other things i've I've written, so I feel like that's when you know you're going in the right direction for yourself anyway.
0: I, I'm so grateful for your time I, I know that it's you have to preserve your voice but what a fun conversation and, and thank you for being open with me about these questions I, I know that I'm a stranger and I'm asking you personal questions <laughs> I appreciate That's you totally being
2: so fine. <laughs> No, Thank you for listening <laughs> I guess
0: Of course, of course and um, and I love your band and I'm excited to see you in San Francisco um, yeah. and uh, what a, what a treat to talk to you Thank you so much
2: Thank you so much. We'll see you then. Looking forward
0: to it. Wasn't she great? Eliza Klatt from Eliza and the Delusionals. They're here uh, for a couple of months. In the United States, playing all over the place. So check their website, ElizaAndTheDelusionals.com, and and see if they're coming to a town near you. Now, I may not be coming to a town near you, but if you go to my website, AlexGreenOnline.com, you can keep me close to you at all times. (laughs) Doesn't that sound repulsive? Uh, Go to my website, check out what's going on with me. Big news uh, breaking very soon. I know I keep teasing you about that, but that's my job. That's what I do. Tease people professionally. Uh, I was doing it as an amateur for years. Now I'm getting paid to do it. Uh, go to my website. Find out what's going on with me. There will be some stuff. So, uh, you know, keep checking in. All right? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Embers Editor. You can follow me on Instagram at emberspodcast. Podcast. Or you can email me editor at StereoEmbersMagazine.com. Maybe there's someone you want me to talk to, so, uh, you know, put your request in your email. Let me know who you want me to book on the show, and I'll go after them uh, with uh, with a fury and a vengeance. No, I won't. I'll just go after them politely and see if they'll come on the show. Who do you want me to talk to? Uh, Alan Ant? I'll see what I can do. Um, all right, now, Stereo Embers, the podcast, is available on all podcast platforms. Where do you get your podcasts? Well, wherever that is. I can guarantee you something, we are there. So subscribe there, Uh, maybe leave a nice comment, maybe a couple of stars. Five of them would be great, but if you don't have five, you know, we'll take five. (laughs) That's called a Jedi mind trick. Uh, Anyway, thank you in advance for your rating generosity. It uh, it does make a difference in this uh, world that we're living in, so thank you. Uh, bombshell radio is also one of those things you can subscribe to so please do that through apple music if you uh would like to do that that'd be a good place to start or go to bombshellradio.com and find out what makes us tick taken from their brand new ep a state of living in an objective reality this is eliza and the delusionals a song called swimming pool enjoy it and i'll see you next time right here on stereo embers the podcast only on Bombshell Radio.